I like how the static is different each time. <laughs> in less than a month, you're going to be done with college admissions. Your essays are going to be in, your test scores, your supplements, your teacher rec letters. That's going to be done. You're never going to have to open commonapp.org ever again. Get ready for that day. Now, in the new year, we're still going to be producing content here at Admissions Uncovered about college admissions for the juniors and younger individuals out there who are listening to this podcast. But for you seniors who have completed your college applications, we're still going to be producing content for you. In fact, in the new year, we're going to be launching new podcasts about college life, transitioning to adulthood, and all the other types of questions, concerns, and experiences that you want to know more about. If you'd like to keep in touch with Dominic, Nee, and I, and if you want to hear more about the podcast we're going to be launching in the new year, sign up to our email list at bit.ly slash aupodnew. If you go to bit.ly slash aupodnew, you'll be able to give us your email. And when we launch those new podcasts about college life and all the questions that you still have about transitioning to college, you'll be the first to know. Thanks so much. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Emissions Uncovered podcast with me, Dominic, and your other hosts, Nee and Michael. In this week's episode, we will talk about how to approach the often difficult Why This School essay that colleges love to ask in their supplement for some reason. We'll discuss the makings of a successful Why This School essay and then review some released essays that Tufts thought were exceptional. So you're probably asking yourselves, out of all the supplements that schools might ask you to write, why are we focusing on the Why College essay? So this is usually one of the most common supplements asked, and this is actually going to be the first part of our series on kind of the common supplements that you will see in the college application process. So we'll be, we'll be covering the Why the School essay, also other supplements such as Why Major or Why Extracurriculars. So And those are usually some of the common ones that you'll see throughout different schools. So there are actually many ways that a college can ask you the very simple, the very simple why the school question. For example, for pens, they ask this as how will you pursue your intellectual and academic interests at Penn? And in Northwestern's case, they ask you in 300 words or less, help us explain what aspects of Northwestern appeal most to you and how you'll make use of specific resources and opportunities here. So as you can see from these two questions, they're pretty similar. And at the core of it is why this school? Why do you want to go to this school? Specifically, what parts of um, the school that you're applying to appeal to you? How, and how do you think you'll fit in at this school? So you'll see a lot of these questions asked among the different schools that you're applying to on your list. But keep in mind that at its core, it's the why the school question. And I think the reason why this question gets asked so often is because it serves as a really good baseline or as a filter. It's not going to get you into the school, but it certainly can keep you out if you write a really bad why college essay. So for example, if your white college essay just talks about how prestigious Harvard is and how you want to become a Harvard man after college and because <laughs> you want to enjoy parties at their senior finishing clubs or whatever, you know, that you know might not be the best strategy for most applicants or all applicants because it doesn't show that you're actually interested in the school. You're just interested in it for prestige. Now, it's another discussion whether it's okay just to be interested in a school for its prestige. I think it is. Other people don't. Whatever. <laughs> but 
what's totally and completely true is that colleges don't like you to like their school just for prestige. For sure on your, let's say, Harvard supplement, don't write, I want to go here because it's a part of the Ivy League. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. A- don't say that. People have probably done it if on some of the blogs like College Vine and stuff, they specifically advise you not to put, I want to go to this school because it's an Ivy. So that means along the way, someone has done that. So be sure that person isn't you. Of course people have, though. It's <laughs> it's like the most generic reason to want to go to some of these schools, right? That's true. I mean, it was kind of my reason for wanting to go to some of these schools, but... Yeah, I came up with better reasons, obviously. There is a difference between saying, like, you want to go, yeah, and, like, what you're writing down. But for some people, like, it might be the same thing, but mm, probably should advise against that. Yeah. Yeah, and we've kind of gotten into the discussion of why these essays are so difficult. And, you know, not only trying to find the reason why this school is the one for you, but most students will apply to a decent amount of schools. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with 10 just as like a, a easy number to talk about. But students don't have 10 different dream schools. You might have one or two that you really like, and that one would be super easy to write. But most schools are going to require this essay, and it, it's going to be difficult to, to come up with why you want to, why you really, really, really want to go to the school. And also the another difficult part about approaching these prompts are that it's not only you, you talking about why you want to go to this school, how this school will, like what aspects of this school appeals to you, but you also got to make sure you somehow include why you're a fit for this school because colleges not only want to know that you're interested in the school, but they also want students that will contribute to the school. So I think it's really hard to balance both of those aspects. And usually these supplemental um, essay prompts only allow for 250 to 300 words. So you really got to be concise and state why the school is a good fit for you and why you're a good fit for the school. Yeah, I think the best analogy for this is dating, right? If you're interested in someone or like the two of you are mutually interested or whatever, <laughs> you're not just going to talk about your love for the other person. Hopefully you're also going to talk about yourself. Like, I don't know, like when a date happens, you're not just going to talk about the other person. You're just not, not, not just going to talk about yourself. You're going to talk about the mix of the two, both of you guys, right? So when you're applying to colleges, it's the same thing. You don't want to talk just about the college. You also don't want to talk just about yourself. You want to talk about the mixing of the two, why you are interested in the college. Because these colleges already know they're good, right? They don't. They already have a marketing department that spits out hundreds of pages of propaganda that they send to students to get them to apply to their school, blah, 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 right? They know what's good about them. So your job isn't to inflate their ego. Your job is to tell them why you fit into the school or why you are interested in the school. And you can't do that without talking about you and the things you've done in the past, the experiences you've had that led you to be interested in some of the resources that the school has so that you can use them when you're at the school. <laughs> Notice all the emphasis on, you know, you. See what you did there. I know. So witty. Yeah, I would really agree with Michael. And that brings me to the point where I think someone said this and it really stuck with me. When they're reading these supplemental essays, you you need to keep in mind that they're admissions officers who basically know the school and like what it offers like the back of their hand so they're not going to want to read an entire essay where like oh you offer this you offer that you offer this well like an entire list that they basically probably like even wrote like a brochure for so yeah exactly they're not going to want to be and if they don't know what you're talking about then either you're completely wrong and the school does not offer that or 
it's like they will know everything you're talking about. So like, of course, there's no way to avoid listing clubs and um, certain classes you want to take, but that can't be your entire essay because they're not going to want to read that. They're going to be like, oh, okay, what else? Also make sure that when you are listing that stuff, they actually have it and they operate as you describe them. Oh, yeah. So if you say this certain program will let you take these classes and the program does not let you take those <laughs> classes, uh oh, they're going to think your research was pretty bad, which it probably mm-hmm. was. <laughs> yeah. Get your facts right. Um, so now that we've talked about what you kind of need to have there, I think it's an interesting question of how you're going to structure this essay. So the way I did it was the standard kind of like boring five paragraph essay method. So for Penn and Cornell, the two that stick to my mind, they had longer Y college Mm -hmm. essays, I think like 500 or 650 word ones. And for those, I just wrote, you know, thesis statement at the top, three paragraphs about three things at Cornell that was interested in. I incorporated myself into those paragraphs. So, you know, I think a good rule of thumb is that Every two sentences about the college, you want to make sure that there's at least one sentence about you or one sentence about your past that shows how you've demonstrated interest in whatever the thing at the school you're interested in. This is the easy way to do it, I think the way most people do it, but I want to present a different option for most for some people, especially when it comes to these longer why college essays, which is an anecdote form format, or writing as if you were a student at that school, like a day in the life essay. So with those 63 words, you spend the top part saying, oh, I woke up at XX dorm with, you know, my alarm beeping or whatever. I wake up and see the view of whatever thing is across campus. Next, I go to my first class. I'm so interested in this class because blah, 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 blah. That's where you incorporate yourself into the essay and why you are interested in it. And that formula just kind of continues on as you engage with different things with the school throughout the day. I actually do think this is a much more powerful structure when it comes to these longer form Y college essays. And I think that for a few reasons, right? Number one is that this essay allows you to incorporate a lot more personality. You're actually going about your day in student. So you can like make little jokes here. You can, you know, make a little snide comment about, you know, how bad the dining hall food is or how beautiful the campus is or whatever without it sounding very cheesy or very generic. Number two, I think it's advantageous because it forces you to actually talk about yourself because you are the center of this narrative, not the college. You are. You're the student at the college. You're talking about the day in the life of you as a college student, not just generically about the college. Now, this only works if you have a longer word limit. So I would not recommend this day in the life format if you only had like 150 words, right? You know, for the 150 words one, you need to be very compact and kind of just like list out a paragraph with some of the things you're interested in and do your best to incorporate yourself. But if you have more space, then I think doing this day in the life structure um, could be something very interesting. Have you guys ever written a Y college supplement in that type of format? Well, speaking to that, yeah, so I did um, ED for Penn, and like Michael said, I had to write one of the longer Y college sort of essays, but it focused a lot more with the prompt, as I read in like the first part of this episode, about how I would pursue my intellectual and academic interests. So I didn't necessarily do a day in the life, but I took more of the anecdotal um, approach, I guess. So at the beginning, I started with an anecdote of kind of 
how I became interested in what I wanted to study. And that kind of segued into at Penn, how that will support me in my pursuit of whatever, like I wanted to study X, Y, and Z. So I did it in that kind of formats, not not as creative, but I feel like it just depends on the type of writer you are. I know I'm a lot more straightforward. So I did the standard um, kind of five paragraphs, started out with brief background on my academic intellectual interests, and then like kind of three paragraphs about how Penn will support kind of what I want to and kind of what I want to get out from my experience at Penn. Yeah, Ben, for me, I know Michael was just reviewing one of my why this school supplements, and I think he would agree it was more of the, the paragraph approach. I tried to kind of intertwine what the school offered program-wise and class-wise with what I wanted to do, and I think that there was a good trade-off with that. And then also my interest, not only in the classroom, but outside of the classroom, I think it's it could use some work in that it probably talks a little bit too much about the school, and they would be just reading about what they promote. So I definitely... We'll take that from doing this podcast and reworking it a little bit. But Michael, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're not going to post your supplement, but I do think this is just a problem with most people's Why College Supplements, which is that it talks too much about the school, but it also talks kind of vaguely about the school. So you need to be specific about the school and its offerings, specific about the classes you want, even writing class names, course numbers, club names specific organizations, specific professors even that you might want to work with. But also number two, being very, very conscious that this does not become, you know, a, list, a brochure yeah. for the college. A list of, you know, you know, like, you know the college admissions spiel, you know, like when they get up to student life, they brag about the number of student organizations they have, the fact that you can make your own if there's not one on campus that already does it, and that, you know, there's so much funding for student organizations, right? So those Things that a college admissions officer would say in the initial 10 minutes of their spiel should not be mm-hmm. in your Y College essay. And also because you need to incorporate yourself in there, as we've talked about before. And not just talk about yourself in terms of, you know, I am interested in business. Therefore, <laughs> I am interested in, you know, the Wharton Business School. That's not descriptive enough. Be specific not just about Wharton or whatever school you're applying to. Also be specific about you and your experiences. What specific experience have you had with business or entrepreneurship or finance or, you know, whatever that made you realize that some of these courses at Wharton would be a good fit for you? So being specific on both fronts, both about the school and about you. Also, as you're thinking about that, I think you can kind of think about it in two, um, with like kind of two questions. So it's, this essay, would you be able to use it for just any other school? So if you answer yes, then your essay is definitely way too general and not specific enough for the school. But then also, when you look at your essay, you need to ask yourself, could any other student write this type of essay about the school? Can they also say, oh, they want to do it for its interdisciplinary curriculum because it offers X, Y, X, Y, and Z? And if you see yourself answering yes, then it's also... I would say would be too generic because you shouldn't, as Michael said, say your reasons um, according to like the 10 minute spiel that an admissions officer would give at um, every like an info session or something. I think the most powerful essays are the ones that really go into depth. You find these like little, not as well known classes or maybe an extracurricular that is very specific to what you've been, say you've been doing something for 10 years. Um, throughout 
since you were little until now? And then if that school offers a specific club that also specifically matches that, then those are the things you should be writing about. You shouldn't be writing about how this school is like super interdisciplinary. It offers blah, 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 because a lot of schools will advertise that. And you could say that for any other school. And that brings us to the point that we're trying to get at here of this essay is meant to be personal for the school. You should not be copy pasting this over, changing the school name, changing the class names. The ideal essay for the Y school essay is written from scratch. Obviously you're going to pull on the same ideas, but I think just taking the approach of writing it from scratch is going to keep you from writing very generic essays that they can take as you just copy and pasted it over, even if you didn't. So what we're asking for this essay, I think, is very specific things, right? Very specific classes, clubs, very specific reasons why you want to go to the school. And that might be hard if you don't really know the school that well. So I think one question that a lot of students have, at least I had when I was writing these essays, is how do I find out these things? How do I brainstorm the reasons I want to go to the school? And I think the most intuitive answer I have for you is that there probably is a reason why you want to go to the school. If it's just prestige, obviously come up with something else. But, you know, maybe you've actually done the research beforehand and have some, you know, sense of why. Use that as your starting point. Use that as your starting point when you look on the website and all those types of things. But, you know, that's just my intuitive answer. How have you guys done it uh, as you've been writing these essays? So for me personally, um, unless you have the chance to actually go and visit the campus um, in person... I think the most common way is to either through the a website or actually like talking to students. So if you have any alumni that graduated from your high school or something, you could always reach out to them and ask, hey, like, how do you, why, first, why did you choose this school and how are you liking it? And, but I think I based it a lot off the website in general, just like going to the school I want to apply to, if there's specific schools, um, specific specific majors that I wanted to do. So I think it takes a lot of research, but also you should keep in mind that while we're saying be specific, that doesn't mean like name drop, just like throw in this professor or throw in this course without elaborating on why you actually want to do it, because it's really meaningless if you just list something down that actually doesn't have any true value or, or it's just you add it there so you think you know, so you can make them think that you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for mine, I've used the website a lot, specifically the course catalog where it lays out the different tracks for each major. So if you know what you'd like to major in, it's a good way to figure out what courses you're going to be taking and discuss why you're eager to take those classes. Also using their website to look at their clubs. Most schools will have a club search engine. So you can type in economics and the economics club will come up you can you can type in basketball and the different basketball intramural sport clubs will come up as far as visits i haven't been on any to the schools that i'm applying to it would probably work very well i know Neil will probably talk about that in her essay to Bowden from her flying experience and then talking to students i don't know too many college students when i work on columbia michael and i will definitely talk but um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think that's what I've done so far. But if you don't know any college students and you haven't visited there, the internet and their website through thorough research is definitely going to be enough to write a good essay for this. Some of these, Provided that you know what you would like from the school. Some of these websites are a little janky, though. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> Princeton's, for a very, very long time, I think still now, is a very awful website. 
especially if you're applying into, I think, their Woodrow Wilson program. It's, it's, it's not good. So helpful hints for navigating awful college websites. Number one is sometimes the department you're looking for will have a different website than the main college website. So for example, Columbia has their columbia.edu website, but the econ department at Columbia has a completely separate website with completely different information. Number two is that if you're interested in research, whether that be for the humanities, social sciences, or obviously the natural sciences, then if you want to find out the publications of professors, sometimes you need to go to the professor's personal homepages, not even just to their uh, university homepages, but sometimes they have personal websites that'll have their CV on it or the resume on it, where you can find out what type of research they've done and what type of publications they've submitted. And another way to good another good way to do this is just by using Google Scholar and just typing in the name of the professor and seeing what types of publications come up. So sometimes you might have to be a little bit more creative about it than you know we would like. Sometimes these college websites are not updated. The PR departments don't do a good job of putting out information about the non amazing non top line achievements or scientific um, breakthroughs. So you might have to go into the weeds a little bit to find the research that you're actually interested in. Uh, but that being said, the PR departments are just another good source of information. If you're having trouble finding a very niche topic that you're interested in or just looking for some general ideas, the PR departments are good at, uh, you know, putting out they're, they're mm-hmm. very, very impressive things, jaw-dropping things. They aren't so good at uh, doing the kind of like minute scientific publications or like the smaller, more weedsy type research that you might be interested in. But that goes to show that you're going to, if you want to get into a college, you're going to have to put in the work. So just like go in and try to go, as Michael said, like a specific program's website or it's like going to course catalogs and just do your homework, I guess. So next we're going to look at some why college essays that actually worked. So Tufts released seven of their why Tufts essays from admitted students. And so we're going to read one of them out on the podcast and we're going to talk a little bit about it, similar to what we did with the Johns Hopkins essays. So Dominic, why don't you read this essay from Celeste Tang, class of 2019, titled Singapore. Oh, from, no, she's <laughs> from Singapore. Yes. <laughs> Why Tufts? Singapore. Uh, these, yeah, these essays, I believe, are a 100-word limit, uh, judging from the other ones. And we do have a couple others that we'll read off, too. Uh, the first one starts, Tufts ILVS major drew me instantly. I wanted to explore both film and literature as vehicles of social and cultural significance to discuss the parallels of transnationalism in cinema and literature to compare the author theory across cultures and media, I'd already noticed common threads of cynicism and anti-establishment sentiments that influenced this generation of Singaporean writers and filmmakers, and I found this intersection a rich, fascinating one. The ILVS is uniquely tough. The fact that this major exists at all speaks volumes. This is a continuity that embraces diversity and uses it to enrich the way students learn. Alright, first of all, that first sentence was very long. That entire thing was two sentences. A little difficult to read. <laughs> well, the first sentence is just tough. Oh yeah, no, no. The, se- the second yeah. student, the second sentence was very, very long. But it works. <laughs> um, I, I think definitely not. I, I think titling the ILVS major just by its uh, acronym. 
acronym instead of <laughs> yeah that's the word acronym instead of spelling it out completely shows i don't know it shows that they're talking to a person that is knowledgeable about the school they're not trying to teach the admissions officer about the school and what they offer but they're just saying what the program is and then immediately getting to why they want to do it uh they talked a little bit about what it does so exploring film and literature but then also talking about why they do it and seeing that in their own country and then wanting to study that further in college so it shows that they've already engaged with their learning and want to further it. And the fact that this is, I think Dominic said, a 100-word limit, they focus specifically on a specific major. So if you have like the shorter prompts, you would focus on a specific major, whereas if you had longer ones like the pen 650 words, it's kind of hard to focus on one. But I think I really like the part where they said the fact that this major exists at all speaks volumes. So I think it really goes to speak that they really like Tufts because of this unique aspect, but also they are a perfect fit for the school because um, of how it kind of relates to uh, as her coming from Singapore, like the Singaporean writers and filmmakers. So I think that's a good connection and a balance between incorporating her into the essay and also the school. Yeah, so I think the test that you should be using for your own supplements is two-prong. One, does it talk about the school? Is it specific about the school? Number two, does it talk about you and why you are interested in those things at the school? And I think Dominic and me have covered it, right? This essay does that. Number one, it talks about Tufts ILVS program and what it does. Number two, it talks about why she's interested in it because she's fascinated with this type of rise of cynicism and transnationalism within Singaporean writers and filmmakers. It's very clear that she has, I think, some detailed understanding of what's going on here. Like, I have no idea what the auteur theory is, but it seems <laughs> legit, I guess. Um, so, I mean, it shows that she knows what she's talking about. Now, I, I, I do agree that this writing is a little, a little long. Sentences get very long very long at times there's a lot of semicolons in the same sentence um it's not how i would write but it meets those two prongs so even if you write poorly or write differently or write weirdly if it meets those two prongs then you're in a better shape than most people are so moving on to our next supplemental essay example published by tufts is one by jonathan class of 2020 the Super Show was, for me, the defining moment of the Voices of Tufts program. From students banging everything at Tufts to slam poetry and from African to Indian dance, Tufts' amazing diversity was on full display. People from all different backgrounds were not only performing the show, but also watching it. And all of us were having the best time. It was clear to me that at Tufts, differences are not only accepted, but celebrated. It was the moment I realized Tufts is the place for me. On no other campus have I felt so welcome and embraced. So do you guys want to give your thoughts on this essay and how it was kind of different from the one we just read? Yeah, for me, this is a great example of the type of essay you can write if you were able to go visit the school. Uh, I believe he went to go visit the school. You never really know. But I, I trust him that he went to go visit the school and witness this. I think that it points out good aspects of the school. Uh, something that the school wants to show off. Obviously, schools like to show off their diversity. So it's a good thing for him to point out that he noticed. Uh, it didn't talk on specific programs or anything that the school offers class-wise. But I think that it's okay, especially in this very short format. So I think it definitely did the job for me. 
Yeah, so the one thing I noticed about this is very similar to Dominic that this person went to the school. And the way we know that is because he kind of name drops in that first sentence the voice the voices of Tufts program, which is Tufts diversity fly-in program. I think, you know, obviously I think the writing here is very well done. I think it displays something valuable about Tufts that Tufts also wants to experience. He also talks about why he is interested in engaging with this diversity. But I just want to talk more about name dropping these types of fly-in programs because I think there is something very effective to that because oftentimes, at least for Swarthmore, this was said that the majority of people who get into the fly-in program also get into the school. You know, and obviously not 100%, obviously not guaranteed, but it was heavily, heavily implied that a large amount of people in, you know, the amphitheater people in that program would be getting into the school. So I think definitely taking advantage of taking advantage of every contact you've had with the admissions officer and using that to your advantage. You know, making it clear that you were interested in Tufts for a while because you had to apply to this, you know, pre- application program, right? And also the fact that he shared a specific experience from the voice, the Voices of Tufts program. So this type of thing that he describes about, you know, all this cultural diversity, cultural dancing, blah, 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 all those types of things are actually part of the itinerary of the Voices of Tufts programs. Like a club club showing off time or whatever club like where kind of thing. like a performance a, perfor- a performance a performance where a bunch of like the cultural clubs and the dance groups get together and put on a show for the students at the voices of tufts program so this isn't just something he you know did at tufts this is part of the voices of tufts program so i think you know again just like taking advantage of every single pre-contact you've had with the admissions officer because it shows demonstrated interest it shows that you're interested in the school because you literally had to apply to a separate program to get in. So because you've already done that separate application, you might as well take advantage of the time you put into it. Also kind of along those lines, even if you didn't specifically go to a fly-in or visit the campus in person, even if you had a very meaningful or interesting conversation with an admissions officer that went to your school for like a college fair or something, those, those are some of like the anecdotes that you could also put in because I think it's personally it's different hearing it from a person who's experienced it firsthand for say they were an alumni i think that's different from just like reading it on a website and if you can write about those things i think it can add a lot to your essay all right so we're going to read one more of these why tufts essay and this next one is from yang lo class of 21 from beijing china I never imagined I would be talking to Jumbos about everything from ethics and politics to squid and bibimbap, but my conversation with students during my visit confirmed everything I love about the school. Tufts is uniquely curious, playful, and collaborative platform that exudes intellectual diversity like none other. I can study anything from genetics to psychology and pursue anything from entrepreneurship to the culinary society. As a metal guitarist who enjoys woodworking and reading up on human behavior, <laughs> I've never felt like I fit neatly into one category. At Tufts, I won't have to. So That's a good essay. I, yeah, I, I really liked it too. Yeah, I like that one. Um, it really made the most of the uh, 100 words. Absolutely. I mean, I think, the, I think this is kind of, again, another perfect model of what's going on, right? Number one, what is Tufts? Tufts is uniquely curious. How has he proven that? Because you can do anything from genetics to psychology, entrepreneurship to culinary society. 
Number two, why is he in particular, why is Yang Lo in particular interested in this? Well, because he is a metal guitarist who woodworks and reads on human behavior, so he is also has a bunch of diverse interests, right? So I think this is just like the perfect essay, fits both prongs really well, and also I think is kind of funny yeah. at times. And also yeah. just like the contrast also the- between politics and yeah. then you know, squid him dip and bomb. Yeah. I was just gonna say it's kind of similar to the one we just read before in that he also talks about a specific time like he visited the school where it says like but my conversation with students during my visit confirmed everything i love about the school so as michael was talking about previously he also stated this pre-application interaction with the school and the conversations from politics to bimbimbop also shows the whole diverse interest and all that and i think that was a really good addition also on top of all of that i'm not sure if the college cared but to me as a the, the students from China, as it shows where each of the students are from. So for a student to come all the way from China to go to visit the school, that's pretty much as demonstrated interest as it comes to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that that also might help a little bit with the application. So beautiful essay. And then he really wants to go to the school. Dom- Dominic's in love. You've met your perfect match. <laughs> sure. Maybe with uh, Michael's upcoming relationship podcast. Oh yeah, with that analogy, we're all the we're just all about love yeah, today. Beautiful analogy. It's a I good say. analogy, right? Catch that coming second semester, maybe during the summer. <laughs> he has no excuse. Oh my gosh! But oh, one thing I would like to say, like that I've noticed throughout these like shorter supplements, they don't really rely on the big like metaphor or like overarching theme as like the ones we've read from Johns Hopkins essays, because those were, as you said, like 650 word essays where you have room to do that. But I think in these supplements, the writing is a lot more straightforward, straight to the point, very concise, it has details. And I mean, it gets the job done. So I think that's what you need to keep in mind. Don't try to write too way too fancy in these shorter supplemental essays. No, that's absolutely right. You just like don't have the time to do an extended metaphor or do some like nice device here. You only have 150 words, so you just have to go. And so that's why I think people who do introductory sentences and introduct and conclusory sentences in these very short 150 word paragraphs really don't make sense to me. So like often people people start you know the top sentence with the essays like the first time I stepped onto campus it was so beautiful and i fell in love it's like maybe that happened but are you sure that's how you want to be using your 150 words are you sure you want to waste what 10 words yeah it's like 10 percent yeah. of your essay it literally is because right it's there. only 150 words I love and it. so you know it might be a good way to start an essay any other time maybe yeah but in this context you just gotta dive right into the specifics otherwise you're just not gonna have enough space mm-hmm. i think that's the other hard thing because you want to make it sound good and sometimes you might think this type of writing is just like really plain and boring but i i mean i sometimes like get that feeling but honestly like that's like what you have to deal with you can make it interesting just because you're not writing with an elaborate metaphor doesn't mean your writing isn't good true there are six more of these uh why this school essays on the uh the link that will be posted at the admissions uncovered.com website in the show notes under this podcast the remaining six uh, short essays are just as amazing as the first three that we read. I definitely recommend checking those out for either some inspiration to slightly draw on or just to see how 
wide of a variety on things you can talk about. Uh, I think that these are definitely a good place to help guide what you're thinking for your essay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode about the Why College Prop. Uh, We hope it's been helpful to you guys as you finish up those supplements. If you find this episode helpful, you can help us reach more viewers by rating us on five stars on your podcast app of choice or on iTunes. If you're an Apple device, you can go to bit.ly slash aupodapple. That's bit.ly slash aupodapple. Give us five stars, leave us a rating, and we'll shout you out on the podcast. Also remember, we do have social media pages over at at admissions.uncovered on Facebook and Instagram and at aupodfm on Twitter. We often put out helpful tips, helpful stuff that we talked about on the podcast, and some cool little giveaway options. So be sure to subscribe to our social media posts, social media accounts, and uh, I think uh, you'll find some cool stuff there. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week. And it starts... The (laughs) The super show was... Blooper. I was about to say soup. If you've made it this far in the episode, then you are a loyal fan of the Admissions Uncovered podcast. And if you're a loyal fan of the Admissions Uncovered podcast, you're going to miss us when uh, you're done with college applications, and we're going to miss you too. (laughs) That's why in the new year, we're going to be launching a few new podcasts that I think a lot of you seniors are going to enjoy. These podcasts are going to be about college life, transitioning to college, and more broadly, transitioning to adulthood. If you're interested in any of these topics, or the very least, if you're interested in hearing more from Dominic, Nee, and I, go over to bit.ly slash aupodnew. That's bit.ly slash aupodnew. And you'll hear about our new podcasts when they come out. Be the first ones to listen. Be the best fans of the Admissions and Cover podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and have a good week.